Hey, my name is Jason, and you're listening to the Embrace Church Podcast. God is doing some incredible things at each one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota. To learn more about Embrace and maybe plan your visit, head on over to imembrace.com. We hope today's message brings you hope, inspires you, and encourages you in your walk with God. Let's dive in to today's message. Hey, well, welcome to the Cut for Time podcast. We are live on Facebook as well as recording this for later on in the week. Uh, my name is Travis Waltner. I have to designate that because I've invited the wonderful, beautiful Travis Fink right. to help me. So, so we're going to dig into the message. Cut for Time is just where we dig into the message a little bit more, see what we couldn't get in the message, have some questions to clarify uh, some things. That's what we do at the Cut for Time podcast. But Adam, since I preached this week, Adam was too good to interview me. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. And yep. so I invited Travis Fink because you just have an awesome name. Yep. yep. How do you feel about being a Travis your whole life? Did you like that name or not? You know, growing up, I really didn't like the name that much. And then as we've gotten older, it seems like there's less of us, even though there's two of us. And I've liked it more as I've gotten older. Yeah. I always felt like growing up was a bit of a cowboy name. Yep. Yep. And uh, they used to call me. So there was a, I played T-ball growing up and there was another kid named Travi on the team. So his name was Travis, but they'd call him Travi. And I hated that. So that's, of course, what my siblings would call me then is Travi. Travi. Just a, yeah. Travi A specifically. And it would, it drove me insane. Better so. than mine. My, my cousins would call me Travelina the ballerina. <laughs> That's lovely. That's brutal, isn't it? That is it? brutal. I got. Is brutal. I mean, I got scar. We talked about like being healthy. I still haven't processed that. Yep. In my life, like the scarring of. If you're watching, I'm sure Crystal, Lacey, Darcy, Dusty, Chat, all you guys, I'm still hurt from you calling me Travelina the Ballerina. Why don't we just scrap everything we we're about to talk about today and let's get into that. Let's dive session. in. Um, so not only are our names Travis's, both of our wives are named Jessica. So we've got that going for us as well. That's we're, insane, isn't yeah, it? It's special. Travis it's special. And we're both campus pastors and we're just we're just doing it. Yeah, most people around the office just call us Fink and Waltner because yep. it does get a bit confusing. It does. Of course, there is like five Smiths on staff too. So that's another thing. But so, so I get to ask you questions you do. Uh, today, which is good. So again, just really briefly, cut for time, all the stuff that didn't make it into our 25-ish minute messages, which is often uh, a bit for most of our preachers, but especially for you, if there was a preacher on our team, on our teaching team that deserves a cut for time. <laughs> It's going to be you because just so you know, so Walter and I are part of the same teaching team and every time Walter preaches, he brings his ideas, you know, a week and a half or whatever in advance and he's got enough content for probably 18 messages, <laughs> somewhere in that ballpark, 18-ish messages. So this is made for you. Yeah. So my, my first question lo- is, is, go ahead. Well, I, lo- I love that you say that because whenever I bring my content, I can see Fink, Fink's always like, wow, there's a lot of good content in there. Uh-huh. And, and it you got way too much. What yep. are you going to take on? Is this, so I'm always like, okay, yeah, I know I got to get, what do you like? What don't you like? And so yeah. it's always a bit and interesting. And it's all, it's all outstanding, but we've only got 25 minutes, so that's why we do this. So uh, let's not waste any time hopping into it. So what what ended up on the cutting room floor? What what didn't make it yeah. into the message? You know, and this, this message was a bit different for me, it was a little bit more like this one. And you've had that too. Like some messages they come out and they're just easy. And then all of a sudden you have a message like, Oh God, it's like wrestling a bear to you, you know, and this one was really difficult for me. We Mm. knew the topic. The topic was supposed to be like, how does, 
so we always talk about making us better, but like the fact that when we get better, like when, when we become sanctified, we didn't use that word, but that's what we talked about. Sanctification. Like when we are sanctified, when we become more like Jesus by the power of the Holy spirit, it doesn't just make us better. It makes the church better. And if the church gets better, the world gets better. And so, um, that was kind of, we talked about, and I got, I was kind of slotted to speak this week. And so I wrestled with this, like, I was like, how do I, tackle this like and we had this we talked so some of the stuff that was cut for time we talked about this idea of building bricks you know and the idea of the church is a bunch of bricks and i'm not even sure we had a we had a review i didn't even come up with that idea i don't know if it was you or austin walker or whatever this idea of building bricks so i was building this whole idea of just like real bricks and so i had this whole thought of like okay so bricks have holes in them. Like, you know, a lot of times have three holes and actually the three holes in the bricks make the brick stronger. And so it's actually what's inside the brick that makes it stronger. And so that was going to be my metaphor. But then I was, I was struggling with how to put that together. And then I thought about Christmas lights. I actually went to Christmas lights for a second. Okay. Like the idea that like when one light goes out, the whole strand goes out. Oh yeah. You know, like, so I thought like, well, that's like, if, if one lights out, like it affects the other. And then you could have shown a Christmas vacation clip. Yes. So that would have been really good. That would have been awesome. Like when he has the one mm-hmm, ball, mm-hmm, he fixed the one ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's one of the great movie. <laughs> when he, I don't know what the music is, but when he goes, when he brings it together. Boom. And yep. it's, it's hallelujah. It's not hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yep, yep, hallelujah. Yep, yep. That's amazing. So missed opportunity. Yeah. So those are, <laughs> those are some, I think like the different, you know, we're always and 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 obviously it's it's about God's word and stuff, but we're always trying to find a picture yep. that helps people remember what we're talking about. Well, it's it's so important because like, so we we love scripture. Like you and I, especially our entire teaching team loves, but like we love scripture, love reading the word of God. But one thing that's kind of interesting, if you read scripture and you you watch Jesus's life, it wasn't like he just broke out the Torah every like he told stories, he painted pictures for people to help understand what the kingdom of God looked like. And so that's part of what we get to do. And we're really trying our best to follow Jesus's, you know, example there by helping it connect to where people are at. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, it's amazing how many messages, even myself, I'll go back to, oh, I remember when Adam said he almost burned himself with a fire and uh-huh. then he had that fire thing. Yep. That and then you did. remember that. Or yep. like you, you had that, that indicator light that you kept hitting and it was like, Hey, it conflicts an indicator that we, yep. we need Jesus. You know, like those things bring you back to those messages. And so sometimes it seems like, God, we're thinking a lot on that, but it, it's really about, well, actually it's in the education world. I was a teacher. It's called access prior knowledge. You, something that's in our brain or a prior knowledge, like Jenga, mm-hmm. you access that and you connect, you connect a truth to it yep. and it builds learning. Hey, that was, that was for free right there, folks. <laughs> I brought back something I learned in my education classes back at the great SDSU. There you go. We both went to SDSU, yep. former Jackrabbits. Well, can you be a former Jackrabbit or are we just Jackrabbits We're for all, life? You are, when you were a Jackrabbit, you were always a Jackrabbit. It's like being a Marine. There's no such thing as a former Marine. You're just <laughs> always a Marine. Yeah, yeah I, loved, I love that analogy. If I can be connected to being a Marine somehow, like in that sort of stuff. So that was one thing. Um I kind of hit it a little bit, but just, I wanted to get into this whole idea because when we talk about sanctification, like growing to be like Jesus, guilt naturally comes in. Like, oh, and I, and we all feel it. I feel it all the time. It's like, man, I'm not where I should be, or I want to be there and I'm not there. You start to feel guilty and guilt is just the worst motivator. Like I've just, in the last few years, actually, I've just learned how poor of a motivator guilt is, but Christians have so much guilt. 
Like Jesus died to take away our guilt so that we could be changed by his love, not his guilt. And I don't, I don't even, I haven't even dug into that fully in my life, but what does it look like to remove guilt and be motivated by his love? Cause even when we change cause of guilt, it's not healthy change. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever felt that in your life, just like... Not necessarily. I mean, it, it could be healthy change for a moment, not necessarily lasting change. Yeah. It just makes a poor motivator long-term. Yeah. Uh, guilt can make a good motivator short-term, but long-term it makes a poor uh, motivator because it's really, it's, well, really it's not about love and it's not about lasting good. It's just about behavior modification. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to dive into that more, but it got, I mean, the me- already, I already had three messages in one. I'm talking about wisdom and holiness yep. and healthiness. And I'm just like, oh my, those, those could each be probably their own series, honestly. Yeah. Wisdom, holiness, and healthiness. And so I was like, man, I'm going to have to take some stuff out. The other thing is I, I wanted to get into this, and this is always my nerd stuff, is just where we're at as a culture and the fact that we've... We, we used to be sort of a Christian culture, like... And all that really means is that the the dominant culture was was Christian, like it, it believed in the ideals of sort of Christianity, and we're not seeing it as much in the Midwest, but you see it more on the coast. Like we're definitely moving to a post Christian culture, and before you think that's not always a bad thing, mm-hmm. like. But, but what that, what that really means is we can't hide anymore. Like before you could, you could say you're a Christian and you just kind of fit in with the culture. Mm -hmm. Now you're actually having to making, you're having to make a conscious choice to follow Jesus and to look different than the culture. And so I alluded to that a little bit, like the time is gone for us to like, look like the culture. Like it used to be like, Hey, if I was a car salesman and I'm a Christian, that was probably good for my business. That might not be good for your business going forward. Cause there would be people that despise following Jesus. And in that idea of like pursuing holiness and being different and being pure in the world, I think is more true today as we move into a, a culture that's sort of moving past being Christian is the dominant thing. It's it's a kind of a scary thing, but it's also an exciting thing. I feel it feels purifying. Like we might actually be purified more and like be more like Jesus. And we because we won't have this like, am I following the culture? Or am I following Jesus? So I wanted to dive into that a little bit more, but just didn't have time. So yeah, well, you did get to a lot of really really great stuff. Yeah, uh, though in the message, and I actually I I texted you right afterward yeah. and just shared how much the message meant to me and just uh, particularly so. I'm a campus pastor at another campus, so watching the message kind of live happening multiple times throughout the morning, and after the first message, I was just moved um, by the way that you pursued this message so hard, and you kind of said you wrestled through it, and it was hard yeah. to get it out of you, but you could feel that um, as I heard it from you, and you could tell the journey that you've been on really set up this message for you to tell it with a bunch of credibility. Mm. I said, thank you so much for taking, this is what I texted him, I said, thank you so much for taking care of yourself so you could take care of me and the rest of our church, and that's wow. what I really feel like you did with yeah. this message, so it was beautifully done. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I texted back that that text minute. Cause it is, and you felt this too. I know it's like, you have messages. Like I went into Sunday, like, God, I hope this is something someone needs, mm-hmm. you know? And, yep. and it always is like, you always get someone like, but it's always interesting how everyone it hits differently. And so that was a real encouragement to me when you sent me that text. Yeah. Uh, well, so one thing um, that you, you, you mentioned and, and you talked about it throughout the time, but I, I really wanted to just dive into it just a little bit deeper. As you said this right toward the beginning of the message, you talked about the person who says, I have my own faith. I have this faith of my own. I don't need 
the church, mm. um, which is a really, really common. F- I actually had this conversation with a friend of mine last week uh, because he's just struggling with whether or not he goes back to church. He's like, I'm kind of watching online. I'm kind of taking care of my own family and we're kind of doing our thing. And I don't know if, I don't know what's next for me. I don't know if I need to go back. And you, you hit us with this right hook of truth of like, but what if the church needs you? Mm-hmm. Like not, not if you're good, but what if the church needs you so that they can be good? Can you talk just a little bit more about that and the heartbeat behind that conversation? Yeah, I mean, we, we as pastors and uh, any Christians, you probably, you hear that like one of the one of the coolest things about like you know when you know the Protestant Revolution and like that whole sort of thing is like it, it, personal faith became a really big. It, it became an important thing. Like, hey, you know, you have to you you have to have a personal faith with Jesus Christ, and I that's amazing. What we've lost is like, you know, if you if you if you grew up Catholic or something, like the Catholic Church is very church heavy, very connected. It's mo- so much about the church, and and there was maybe a little bit of negative side, but there's also positive about like we are we are the church is more important than me almost. Like the the whole is more important than the individual and. The, once again, there's a negative and a positive. So I'm not trying to say one is better than the other, but we've lost a little of that. And like evangelicalism and stuff is, it's just about me and my faith. And I think that's even, it's grown with internet and social media where we've even become more individualistic. We put our posts, we want more likes and it just becomes about, about me. And so, and it's good. Like, yes, f- we need more people to pursue their individual faith yes. in Jesus Christ. Like yes. go for that, do that. But I think we forget is the fact is that idea that we make the others around us better. Like we can have an influence and that's really what the church is. Like we're, we come together, we worship together, we learn about Jesus and we strengthen each other. Like iron strengthens iron, you know, um, uh, it's, you know, we, we just make each other better. We spur each other on to good works and love and good works like Adam preached about. And, and so we, we need people in the church. That doesn't mean just Sunday, you know, but we need people in the church in groups processing life even if you're weak I, you know like pro- when you when you're authentic i that would have been something i could talk about is just being authentic when you're authentic and you share what you're struggling with god you make us all better and yeah i think we, we've definitely lost that and as pastors we obviously like oh yeah we want people in the church like that's what we do but it's so important to your your faith jesus didn't divorce the the two and especially the writers of the new testament they were if you're if you are a follower of jesus you're part of the church and you, you gather with the church. Well, and it's it's both and. Yeah. You know, it's just a it's a both and. Just because you're taking care of yourself well and your family well doesn't mean that like the church doesn't need you to take care of it well. I thought I thought about um so I've I've had the joy of being on staff at Embrace for a little over four years right now. Prior to that I was in the banking world and I remember a conversation that Adam and I had together before I was gonna come on staff and I said, Hey, like I don't think the church uh, needs another Christian in it. Um, I I love what I'm doing in the business world right now, and I get to share about my faith in the business world. And he told me, well, what if you could spend 40 or 50 hours a week investing in 50 Travises, 100 Travises, 200 Travises, who would feel that same kind of fervor inside of them to do that in their own job? And and I, I... came on staff yeah. like that's that's what I needed so it's not it's not whether or not you're doing it uh in the business world at home whatever it is it's that the church needs you to do it there mm-hmm. too yeah that was a switch for you it was like it yeah. wasn't just about me anymore it was about well the impact yeah 
that I could have. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's really, really good. So um, kind of just you gave us some really, really practical, kind of wonderful examples of what it looks like to be a healthy brick. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you kind of gave three different ones and you kind of had a person, a model, an example behind each one. Um, So you talked about us kind of strengthening uh, the church, the people of God, uh, by being wise bricks, by being uh, uh, holy bricks, and also by being healthy bricks. Uh, Do you want to share just a little bit about each one and maybe about the person, uh, too, that represented each one of those for you? Yeah, so Wise Bricks, uh, his guy, his guy named Brian Colling. I didn't share his last name on, but he was he. We called him a discipler. Like, so he was involved with an organization called Crew Campus Crusade for Christ, which I ended up actually. That's my first foray into misery uh, ministry. Foray <laughs> misery. <laughs> my foray into misery. Freudian <laughs> slip right there. Yeah, ministry, seriously. which can be misery, but mostly just uh-huh. majesty. I don't know where we're going, but good track. A lot of M's. Uh, so he would, yeah, he, you know, at SDSU, he just, he helped run crew there and he met me and we started, he started discipling me and just pouring into me. And, uh, and I learned so many great things from him. Like, but I, when I look back, it was some of those just like random questions where you don't have a Bible verse to necessarily like, should I date this girl? Like there's no Bible verse. You're just looking for someone that's walked with Jesus to give you a little bit of advice, like to who knows you and, and knows what potential pitfalls are in life. And just to kind of give you, I I remember I went to Brian once I was me and my my wife currently, we'd been dating for probably a year, year and a half, but we were young when Mm -hmm. we started dating. And I, and I mentioned like, well, what do you think about marriage? And he's like, well, it's like, you know, you're young yet. Like, and he just talked yeah. me through that. And, and, um, and so we, we waited, like we, we don't, we dated for like three years. Once again, we were young, like much more younger, but I just look back and I don't know if that was right or wrong, or we'd probably been fine if we got married, but it was just good wisdom for my soul. We matured, we had more conversations. And so it was, it was, I mean, an unbelievable, the older I get, I'm like, my gosh, like I just know so many people didn't have that. It was yeah. the the greatest blessing in my life to have him uh, in my life. And he lives in Sioux Falls still. I don't see him as often as I want, like, but still, like if I have big questions in life, I might not have talked to him for six months. I text him like, hey, can we get together for coffee? I need to check because I know he still knows me. Yeah, He's still, and so yeah. he was a great guy in my life. So yeah, that's... do you have anybody like that in your life? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I, something that you said that really, really stuck with me is, is wisdom is something that you can't Google. And so like, I love the idea of like, you, we can gather all, I love Google. You can gather all kinds of information on Google, but that's not the only thing that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things talking to it, so I, I think, so we, we all have kind of, I feel like these people in your life that even if it sounds like you've gotten disconnected a little bit from Brian over the years, mm-hmm. even if you don't uh, connect with them regularly, um, they've made such an impact in your life that you feel like you can pick up wherever you yeah. left off, no matter how long it's been. And that person for me, his name is Kyle. Um, and Kyle, uh, so he's, he's all of these things to me. He's, he's that wise brick. He's that holy brick. He's that healthy brick for me. Um, and he's actually younger than me, probably by like six months or yeah. something like that. But he was, um, I started following Jesus when I was 22 years old and, uh, and he was kind of my first Jesus friend. He's mm-hmm. my first person who, he was a, he was a youth pastor. So he was a pastor at the time. He, he was married because when you're a Christian, oftentimes you get married super duper young. <laughs> yeah. And so he was at USF living with his wife, Lynn, uh, in, in the kind of married 
you know, apartments yeah. or dorms or whatever on campus. And um, my my now wife uh, and I, we would just go over there and we'd just hang out with Lynn and Kyle for hours. Yeah. And we would just watch their life. We would ask them questions and we would just listen and it was like, those are the sweetest memories um, that I will hang on f- to for the rest of my life. And they keep stinking moving away and they move again. And we try to like chase them all around the country. Um, but they are just, they, those are those people for us um, yeah. that we can just hang on to. So. And that's so much what Jesus's ministry was looked like. Looked like it. I mean, there was obviously the preaching and there was the teaching, but like you just want like, how much did they just learn by li- just living with him and just walking with him for three years? They just walked with him and learned from him, asked him questions. He rebuked them and then he encouraged them. And just that closeness is, we've lost some of that, you know. Well, what I loved about him too is that he could just he could just tell me the truth and whatever it was, like I just trusted him. Mm-hmm. Like, do we? We don't ever do that really anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever we, whenever we hear something, like it's just like, yeah, he probably has an agenda behind that or something like that. Oh, and no. we had this trust level that he would just say something, and I knew that he was close to Jesus, and I knew that his life matched the things that he was saying. So I could just, I could just trust him, and it was such, such a gift uh, to me. Oh, so. that is that. There, we could go on for that forever. But yeah, someone that you can just trust. I mean, with social media and all the just blabbing that happens online, there's very few people that you feel like, Hey, no matter what you say, like if I followed that, I'll probably be good. Yep. You know? Yep. So, well, I got, I got two more things that I kind of wanted to get to here. I know we're kind of approaching the time here, but, uh, you, uh, you talked about, you kind of closed out your message by talking about the greatest gift that we could give to the world is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, what, can you just talk just a little bit more about what you mean by that and what the implications of that could mean? Yeah. So, you know, we always, maybe I think about like, you know, leaving a legacy, you know, you're talking about what legacy do you leave? Do you get your name on some building? Do you have a big gravestone? Um, I think about leaving a legacy to my kids. I'm sure you think the same thing. And and you, you think about you could leave money. You can leave, you know, just you hopefully were a good dad or a good person. And, and when I was putting that all together, it all kind of came together like what you, the, the greatest gift, the greatest legacy you leave to the, the world is the person you become. Mm. You know, it, it's just that that's that's it. And it, it's not just like it's not a prideful thing. Like, yeah. Oh, look at me. Like I got a billboard or I got a, I got a monument to me. Like, that's not what it's about, but it's just, it's just true. I think Yeah. the greatest gift that we give to the people around us is the person that we, uh, become. And it just, it can be a little nervous. Like that can give you a little bit of fear, like, Whoa, but it's, it's just, I just think it's just so true. And for me, it, it motivates me to make intentional decisions in my life. Like I, I can't just five step. I can't just find some five step program to impact the world. It, yeah. it is, it is inner transformation and that sucks cause that's hard Yeah, and that takes time and it takes almost always hard decisions and hard mm-hmm. choices. That's I'm not going to do what the world says in this, this area. Like I'm not going to do this or I'm going to do this hard decisions and wisdom. I'm going to think deeply on things. I mean, I rarely post crap on Facebook, like just because I haven't thought about it. I really haven't thought about stuff enough to tell you what I think about every single news story that just comes Mm -hmm. out. 
So you, you got to think, even though I want to, I do want to do that a lot yeah. of times, like got to think deeply on those things. And, the, and then the pursuit to healthiness, like it just is, it, 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 I mean, counseling sucks sometimes. Like those things are hard, like your past, like, and I don't have a, a lot in my past, but I think of some of the stuff that people have actually gone through. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have abuse, like to, to re-earth those things, but it's the greatest gift you can give to the world. When you start to work on who you are, it pours out into others. So. Yeah. And it's just, and it doesn't have to be these grandiose things, right? It just, it's, it's decision after intentional decision after intentional decision. And I, I do think, you know, uh, not to, because I gave you this compliment, not to like toot my own horn, but like that is probably the best compliment anybody could ever give me is thank you for taking care of yourself so that you yeah. can take care of me, you know? And if we had a bunch of people who had others in their life that felt that way about them, that's kind of a confusing sentence. Mm -hmm. But if you had a bunch of people in your life who could look at you and say, thank you for taking care of yourself so that you could take care of me, mm. I think we would be, we would be so far along. Um, it's an yeah. amazing, it's an amazing statement just because it, it highlights how connected we all are. Yes. Like, thank you for being great. So you could help me be better. You know, just yeah. like, it's this, we're so connected I, and we just, we've lost that a little bit. But. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Anything else? You know, I, I don't think so. We kind of covered my, my last question when we were, when we were going through that last yeah. part. So this is really good. Well, so we are done with the church series. That was the last um, message in the church series. Hope you guys enjoyed it. There was a lot of just different thoughts from Adam and, and to me. And uh, next week we're moving into the Love Has a Name series. And so most of you probably know they're watching this. Adam wrote a book. Mm -hmm. It's a very good book. In my opinion, it's better than his first books. Don't tell him I said that. Whoa. Is that, is that too harsh to say online? Uh, I, his first one was good, but I, I think this book is so much of who Adam is. Yes. But we're doing a three-week series, and the first week is really talking about how love starts with knowing a name. So that's going to be exciting. We'll do Cut for Time again next Tuesday at noon, kind of diving into, uh, do, into that series. So hope you're all well. Thank you guys for joining us for Cut to Time, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message moved you in any way, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to never miss your dose of encouragement. You can also follow us on social media with the handle at I Am Embrace. Again, we are thrilled you took the time to join us today. And if you live anywhere near one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota, we would love to have you join us in person. You can find out more and start a conversation at IamEmbrace.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.